go, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Wednesday, everybody. How are you? Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. Who am I? I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the host of the show, and I'm also the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself, creatives and people who want to be entrepreneurs. I help you get your business paperwork together. So things that you need, like uh, registering your business with the state, EIN numbers, DUNS numbers, like Key Craft Teak asked about, um, contracts, hiring employees properly, basic brand protection strategies, operating agreements. Your girl got you. Why am I qualified to help you with these things? I'm so happy you asked. I'm a licensed attorney. I have been one for 14 years and counting. I have started multiple businesses, both online and offline for myself and others. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I am very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but a lot of you have amazing business ideas. And if you're going to make it, there are just some things that you need to know. Uh, and that's why I'm here, okay? Now, uh, if you want to see how we can work together, how I can help you get that startup foundation, you know, nice and solid, there's some things that you can do and you can find them in one place. Go to linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. There you can book a free 15-minute consultation if you are a first-time client. You can also download my free biz launch cheat sheet that will help you get your dream business started in seven days or less. Hello, since 39. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. You can also subscribe to my YouTube channel and my podcast where I post the video and audio of this show daily. Uh, and you can also pick up the Dunn's Number webinar uh, and my... The Duns Number webinar, my EIN workshop, those are all at Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. Just like you need a social security number, you need an EIN number. Just like if you want to go outside the country, you need a passport. If you want to get in these big box stores and get the federal contracts, you need a Duns number. So I have the workshops for you. They are there. Go to Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. Okay? Oh, also, awesome news. I told y'all this yesterday, but I'm going to tell y'all again today. I am going to be a panelist at MovementCon. Um, it is a conference that is going to be empowering and energizing uh, creatives and entrepreneurs. It is taking place in D.C. The weekend is April 3rd through the 5th. I will be a panelist on April 4th. So if you want to see your girl live, go to mvementthat.com and go get your tickets. They are 30% off today, okay? Um, I'm very excited about this. Um, it's a panelist of amazing people. Can't wait to to be in that room with all that energy. All right. Now, here's how the show works. We're, I'm done, you know, talking about the stuff that I'm doing. Here's how the show works. This is why y'all here. So I pull stories from the news, stories that y'all send me, stories that I get emails about, stories that I see on the shade room, and I find the ones that I feel like have lessons that we can learn as business owners, and we discuss them. I need you guys to be here with me. Oh, Key Craftique. Oh, you know what? I totally forgot. Key Craftique reminded me. If you want to get the tickets to the conference, it's also um, go to Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. I put it in the link in my bio. If you go to the link in my bio, click that link. Um, it'll also be there too. Key Craftique, thank you for reminding me. All right. So back to the way the show works. Uh, we have a discussion. So I need y'all. I need your energy. I need y'all to pay attention. I need y'all to put some stuff in the box. I'm going to ask you to answer. Okay. All right. So. 
we are getting ready to go. All right. Um, first story that we are talking about, this is actually an update on a case that we talked about, um, probably a few weeks ago, maybe a couple of months ago. I don't know if you guys remember, we talked about this case about trading cards. Uh, there is a company called Panini and they make trading cards for all different types of sports, different types of players. And they have a trademark for the phrase rated rookie. Does anybody remember the case that we talked about rated rookie? Um, this trading card company, they have had rated rookie trademarked since 2012, right? Here's the problem. This guy out in Pennsylvania named Rocco Tanaglia, um, was making his own kind of trading cards and selling them on eBay. And in particular, he made a card of, um, Zion Williamson. I believe he's a basketball player. Um, Sincere39, correct me if I'm wrong, is Zion Williamson NBA or NFL? Uh, but anyway, Rocco Tanaglia was selling his own Zion Williamson cards, and he was putting rated rookie on these cards. So Panini, as they should have, they were defending their mark. They sent him cease and desist letters saying, uh, can you please stop using rated rookie? Because that's our phrase. And he ignored them. So... What do you think they did next? What do y'all think uh, Panini, Panini, pressed Panini <laughs> did next? Pardon me. I just, I was just asking because I need to take a sip of water. Of course, it, he didn't stop. So they filed suit against Rocco Tanaglia. And that was where we um, left off at when we last heard about this case. But there has been, yes, Lisey J sued him, absolutely sued him. But there has been, hi, the real Dasani. But there has been an update in this case. Apparently, they have come to a settlement agreement. Both of the parties, both Panini and uh, Mr. Tanaglia, have gone to the court and they said, hey, you know, we figured this out. We don't want to drag this out in the court. Um, um, on top of that, not only did they settle, they settled because the court actually ordered Rocco to stop uh, using the term rated rookie on eBay. So after the court said, um, you can't do this, Panini and Rocco, you know, sat down a little bit. They, you know, they pow out a little bit and they're like, okay, we're not going to drag this sentencing out longer. We're going to come to a settlement. So all Panini really wanted was for the court to tell Rocco to stop. It doesn't seem like they were necessarily looking for a lot of money. We don't know if any money was exchanged. Do you guys think any money was exchanged? Do you think Rocco had to pay Panini any money? I don't know how much he was making off these cards. Ooh, hold on. Sorry about that, Facebook. I don't know what happened. Um, I don't know how much money he was making off of these cards, but I don't think it was that much. But um, what what do you do? You think that Rocco had to pay them any money? Oh, I just, somebody just gave me a, a teary face. You don't think he had to pay them any money? I don't think so either. I think this, the whole point of this lawsuit was that, um, they just wanted the court to let Rocco know that this, you can't just use this phrase, this is trademark, and if you don't stop, you can get in a lot of trouble. 
And that is what you're supposed to do as a trademark owner. If you know that somebody is out here using your mark, it is your job to defend it. Because if you don't, it can then become generic. So you don't want to become a bully with it. But if it is very blatant that somebody is using your mark, your phrase that you have spent your money to protect, it is your job to protect it. Okay. Otherwise, you could lose your exclusivity. Hi, TB Moore. All right. Okay, so now we've gotten that case out of the way. Now we are on to the real meat of this uh, uh, of this conversation. Okay, so we are talking for the rest for the next twenty, let's say twenty, for the next twenty twenty two minutes. We are talking about Megan and this contract situation. So if you were here, I think it was Monday we talked about Megan. If you were here uh, Monday or Tuesday, I forget when we talked about Megan. Uh, and if you if you're not um, aware, Megan the Stallion, she is a, a music artist, and she is uh, in a dispute with her um, management company. Um, so th- there are a lot of moving pieces to this. And when this um, when this story first came out, we didn't know a lot of the issues. All we knew was that Megan wanted to renegotiate her contract and that she had not read her contract when she signed it, which is always a no-no. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you something. A lot of these contracts, yes, they have very difficult wording in them and, you know, it may take some time to get through, but I'm going to tell you something. Um, Hold on one second. So when I started law school, Okay. Um, I had to learn a whole new vocabulary. I had to have, I literally had a dictionary next to me while I was studying so I could learn these new terms. I didn't just learn these legal terms. They didn't, they, they weren't just implanted in my head. They weren't just something I was born with. Understanding legal terminology is a skill. It is something you can learn. And if you are about your business, you're going to need to know a little bit about legal terminology. You don't want to leave it to other people. Okay. So we're going to get into a couple of the details that we know about the contract. And then we can start, you know, asking ourselves some questions. So Megan is saying that she wants to renegotiate her contract because she feels like some things are unfair, right? Um, apparently, uh, according to her contract, the label 1501 entertainment got 60% of her recording, um, recording revenue and Megan got 40% of her recording revenue. Plus she owned a piece of her masters. Now, um, I did a little bit. Yes. Have your lawyer reread it. If you can, if you can't afford a lawyer, at least get a dictionary and understand what you're reading. But if you can afford a lawyer, have them read it. Okay. So Megan signed a deal where the the label got 60% of her recording revenue and she got 40% plus, plus a piece of her master's. I did a little bit of digging, just, you know, a little bit of research and usually a typical, um, uh, a, a typical record deal. The artist gets about anywhere between 10 and 15% of, you know, of their recording revenue. So on that front, it seems like Megan was coming out ahead. Um, we're coming to that. 
Um, also on top of that, apparently, uh, Megan got a $10,000 advance, which I don't think was that much. I don't think it's that much money, but maybe it was a lot of money to her at the time. Um, and then on top of, uh, the, so, and then on top of, um, the split, the recording revenue split in terms of merchandising and touring, um, Hey Mahogany, the record label was supposed to get 70% of her merchandising, and then they also got, I believe, 30% of her touring. She, she has, she has a 360 deal with them. So there were all these components of her record deal. Some were great, some weren't so great. She got, she was getting 40% of her, of her recording revenue, which is very high in her industry, as well as being able to keep some of her masters. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Um, you know, she also, the, the label 1501 Entertainment, they said that they invested about one and a half million dollars for travel and video shoots and things like that for Megan. Um, and they also haven't gotten any money from her since, um, in terms of the, the 360 deal. So merchandising and touring money since she signed with rock, uh, with rock nation as her management. Okay. So, um, there was something that I was watching today on YouTube where they said they were, they were getting a, a, a pretty big chunk of her, of her touring and merchandising just because of the, the large amount of her recording revenue and the masters that she gets to keep. So now that we know all of this, we know that Megan was getting 40% of her recording plus a piece of her master's. She was keeping about 30% of her merchandising and touring, plus the record label had invested about one and a half million dollars, um, you know, prior to her, like, blowing, blowing up, you know, for uh, video shoots and travel and things like that. Do we think that the, that the record label, are they being unreasonable in wanting to hold Megan to her contract? Because her contract also stipulates that she was supposed to give them four albums, now, Megan has put out projects, but she has yet to put out one album, so she hasn't even given them one. Um, Sincere39 said, do you really need a record company anymore to put your music out? So, here's the thing. Um, Keycrafty said they're not being unreasonable. Sincere39, to answer your question, you don't necessarily need a record company to put your music out, but you may need a record company if you're trying or like, you know, to get some type of distribution deal to get you in those rooms, to get you seen in places because the people who run those record companies, they have connections. They can also front you money so that you can, you know, do the videos. Um, she has, yeah, she has, she hasn't put an album out. Um, oh, also I wanted to let you guys know. So while Megan was getting 40% of her recording revenue and a piece of her masters, once she got that 40%, she was still responsible for paying for production. So if there were features and, you know, any producers, any, any, like any studio time, she was responsible for paying for that out of the 40% that she was getting for her recording revenue. Okay. So maybe, uh, I don't know if that, um, if that changed anything for y'all. Uh, Always Hungry said, no, that's part of the contract and they've paid you. Right. So I love Megan, but I, I have to wonder, like, are you being unreasonable here? Like, yes, great. You've, you signed with, with Rock Nation. 
Um, you know, they're, they've got a management deal. They're, they're giving you better lawyers. Oh, oh, great. But you did sign this contract. Whether or not you read it, you put your, your name on the line. You trusted your mom, who was your manager, and, and you signed this, this contract. So now you're trying to get out of it because you're saying you didn't understand it. Why is that the record label's fault? Um, Lisey J said, my goodness, did she even read the... She said herself she did not read the contract. She said she did not understand what she signed. The only reason, the reason why she is, uh, is, you know, complaining now is because she has access to lawyers from Rock Nation and they're kind of going over her contracts and saying, hey, did you know that this is happening and this is happening? But I, I, when I look... Uh, Always Hungry said that's her fault then. And a lot of people are saying, well, you know, she was young, blah, 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 but she was still over 18. She was somewhere between 20 and 23. Hi, Tanya. So how much room can we really give Megan for not being responsible enough to read her contract? I'm not saying a 20, 21, 22-year-old is, you know, has a totally level head. But if this is your money, you need to be reading. Sincere 39 said, this, that's why Prince stopped trusting everyone. Um, Always Hungry said, no way I'd sign something that serious. But, okay, here's an argument that I have been hearing from some people on the internet. They're basically saying, yes, TL- TLC got a, TLC got hosed, okay? People on the internet are basically saying that um, the label doesn't need Meg, the label needs Meg, Meg doesn't need the label. So if the label, if Megan did not need the label, why did she sign with them in the first place? Yeah, she was getting buzz, but the label can can help you with distribution. They can reach out to those radio stations. There's a lot of legwork that the label can do that you no longer have to do or not as much when you sign with them, right? So for all those saying that, you know, she, they need her, she doesn't need them, if she didn't need them, why did she sign with them in the first place? And if she knew the value of her brand, why did she take $10,000? Now, that's not to say that this record label is totally innocent. Maybe they did take advantage of the fact that she was young and naive. Um, Always Hungry said yes, but they can sue for back pay, breach of contract. Since it said Bill Withers got into it with his record label and hadn't put a, an album out since 85. Look, some people are very, you know, they're very, uh, they're sensitive about their ish, okay? They're on their Erica Badu. Since it said, yes, it's the connections and the leverage. Yeah, maybe, yes, Meg has an amazing personality. You know, she puts on a great show. But how was she getting into these places to put on a show? Where was she getting these connections to perform at these places? You're not, these days, you're not necessarily signing with a record label because you need them to, you know, to do the production and get you the features and things like that. You're signing with a record label because you want distribution. You want people to hear your music. And it's a lot easier to do it with a record label behind you than you on your SoundCloud or whatever putting the music out yourself you're hard pressed these days to find anyone who you know yes there are independent artists out here but they're usually on independent labels there there's very few artists that are out here just doing it by themselves 100 right so again back to the question is meg being unreasonable or is a, does she just not understand how contracts work how much fault can we put in Megan's lap? What do you guys think? 
because I'm trying to think about myself at 21, 22, 23. But then again, I'm a, I'm a nerd. I've, I've always read contracts through, even when I was younger. Um, but I'm just trying to think if I'm young and I'm an artist and I'm trying to get on, you know, I, I think about Fantasia Barina who was on American Idol and she, she said that she couldn't read. She did not know how to read and she signed her contract, right? So how much blame can we put on these? <laughs> I would tell them to see my lawyer, Natalie. And I would tell them to read their contracts ahead of time before you sign anything, people. I implore you, don't look. Your phone contract when you sign up for these websites. Look at what you look at what you're signing up for. A lot of us don't, but I find, you know, entertainment and the little things. Um always hungry said so does she think she shouldn't have to put out an album we don't know apparently her lawyers are trying to get her out of the contract completely whereas she's saying that she wants to renegotiate but if your contract is saying you have to put out four albums you haven't put out one you've put out projects but this company has invested almost two million dollars in you um and you know yeah you have created a lot of your own buzz but they did pay for a lot so shouldn't they be able to recoup their investment now i'm sh- i'm sure they're not you know 100% innocent i am not saying that this record label is squeaky clean but she signed the contract uh, Tanya said some at that age don't read look at R Kelly he says he didn't read his contracts that's why he couldn't post bail Oh, Lord. <laughs> Since they and I said, people get caught up in the moment. They don't pay attention to what's happening to other artists. How many times have we seen this? Right. Mahogany and Joy said, well, yes. Like, there, in my opinion, because we have such access to information and we see all these stories coming up, we have heard the TLC story. Y'all seen Mace on the internet coming after Diddy. We have heard this story time after time after time after time. I feel like there is no reason in this day and age with the information that is out here for anyone to not read their contracts. Like, you may not have the, the terminology down, but don't ever feel pressured to sign anything. If someone is not willing to give you the time to go over a contract to understand what you are signing, don't sign that contract, okay? Um, hi, Chosen71. Uh, yeah, you haven't been here in a while. Yes, my angel. Okay, so many times. So, look, do never feel rushed to sign a contract. If you feel like you need two days to read it over, Tell them to, to give you two days. Yes, she might have could have found a, a pro bono lawyer who could have helped her read over the contract. Or, you know, just shelled out a few hundred dollars, have a lawyer look it over real quick for you. There, no reason, no reason not to read your contract. Take the time that you need. Know what you're signing with. Don't, I, I never want to hear you say, I don't know what I signed. Because we have access to so many tools because of the internet, we can figure it out. Yes, and make revisions. If there's something in the contract that you don't like, let them know. Ask pushback. Say, hey, I don't like this. Can we, can we, you know, discuss this term? That is why you need to review your contract so that you can negotiate so that you don't have to renegotiate later because you don't like what's happening. All right? So... 
I just really wanted to, um, I always hungry said, I'm sorry. I was, but I was terrible in my twenties. Not stupid. Um, chosen 71 said, can legal aid help with contract? It depends on what the legal aid in your state does. Some may, some may not. It all depends on what your state does. Um, Oh yeah, girl. I know. I know you were talking about R. Kelly. R. Kelly is a whole different pot. I, you know, I don't like to bring the devil up in my show. <laughs> it's okay. But yes, like young or old, you know, educated, formally educated or not, everybody has access to Google. Everybody has access to a dictionary. Read your contracts or find somebody who can read it for you. Um, always hungry said, what if she got 10%? Should she have signed that? Well, see, that's the thing. Megan didn't read the contract period. So we don't know what she, what she would have signed, right? Her mom read the, her mom read the, the contract. Her mom thought it was a good deal. Um, but, uh, something that I heard that was very interesting, something that the, the owner of the 1501 label said was uh, look at look at Jay Z's contracts with his first artist. See if the terms that they have were anything near what we gave Megan. Right. So that made me think. Like I really do want to see what are the type of contracts that Jay Z was having artists sign when they came to Rock Nation when they first started out. Were they get Were they getting forty percent of their recording plus some of their masters? Yeah, uh, her mom did not explain. Her mom was her manager, and she just took everything. That was her baby. So, what are you going to do? And, unfortunately, her mom is no longer with us. Her mom passed away um, about a year, not too long ago. Um, So, she doesn't have that person there with her. Right? Um, Yeah, so... I just wanted to get your opinions on what you think, you know, whether you thought the terms of the contract were reasonable, whether you thought that Megan was being unreasonable. Um, I'm, I'm going to keep a close eye on this because I'm very interested. I do love Megan's music. I think she's so entertaining, but I am concerned at the fact that she signed a contract with, uh, without reading it. Um, record labels are just shady anyway. All genres. That's what Sincere 39 said. Always hungry said sad. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and it's no secret that record, look, record labels are out here to make a profit, so they're going to write contracts that are in their favor, and again, that is why you need to read your contracts before you sign them, okay? Mm-hmm. All right, so, uh, Chosen71 asked me what state I'm in. I am located in the state of Maryland. Hyattsville, Maryland is where I am broadcasting from, right outside D.C., Okay. So that's what I wanted to talk to you guys about, talk with you guys about tonight. Um, we will be back tomorrow with more stories, hopefully. The stories were kind of thin this this week. Um, hopefully there's some new ones tomorrow. If you guys find anything, please DM them to me or email them to me so I can, you know, look them over and prepare them for the show. Um, remember to get your, your tickets for Movement Con 2020. Go to the link in my bio, linktree forward slash MPL Consulting Firm. Come see me on the panel on April 4th. Uh, pick up the Dunn's number webinar, book your free 15 minute consultation. If you're a first time client, um, want to thank you guys all as always for your time, for your energy. You guys make this show so much fun. Um, we will be back here tomorrow for Thursday's broadcast. 
Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other announcements. Oh, if you want to advertise your business on the show, y'all, I get good views on Facebook, okay? People be looking at my stuff. Um, I do sell 30-second spots starting at $9. You can go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, scroll all the way down to the bottom and click advertise with us and get you a spot on the show, okay? So that is what I'm going to leave you guys with. Have a wonderful night and I will see you tomorrow. Bye.